The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. What about final salvation? Have you heard people talking about this term these days? When does God grant justification? Is it at the beginning of the race or at the end? Does faith have to produce works to be saving faith? Hello, welcome again to Grace in Focus. This is the podcast and broadcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We are located in North Texas, and we're glad that you're here with us today. Our website is faithalone.org, and I would like to invite you to check out our YouTube videos on our YouTube channel, the Grace Evangelical Society. They are produced every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now with today's discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Steve Elkins. We're now, Steve, going to talk about final salvation. A lot of theologians have started using this expression, not just Arminians, but also Calvinists. What do they mean when they talk about final salvation? Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it also refers to final justification. Right. They use the same expression. And so they would say, you're justified by faith the moment that you believe in Christ. But if you don't have works to go with your faith at the end, then you won't receive final justification. And so I assume that's the same thing with final salvation. Right. They would say they have an expression called initial salvation, and they say that's by faith alone. And then they say, but final salvation is by faith plus works. And by the way, it's not just Arminians. You mentioned during the break that N.T. Wright, an Anglican, an Arminian, holds to this final salvation. But it's all over the board. For years, people conflate all the future judgments into one judgment. Right. You know. Well, John Piper, who calls himself a seven-point Calvinist, jokingly, John Piper talks about final salvation, too. And he says you need to persevere to the end in order to win this final salvation. Or, for example, Schreiner in Canada wrote a book called The Race Set Before Us. Schreiner teaches at Southern Seminary, which is a leading Calvinist Southern Baptist school, They say in the book, the prize is everlasting life. And in order to win the prize of final salvation, you must persevere to the end of the race. Right. And they're certainly conflating rewards passages and discipleship passages to, to get that. And that's the big problem, it seems to me, with this expression, final salvation. We would say salvation is final at the very moment you believe. Absolutely. Right? Once saved, always saved. Sure. John 3.16 is saying, whoever believes in Jesus is someone who will never perish, but who has everlasting life. So if I find anybody on planet Earth that believes in Jesus, I know right now they have everlasting life and they'll always have it. And I know they've had it since the moment they first believed. Is this not kind of a way of getting their James 2 false doctrine into the mix? Because they have that bedrock belief that if you have true faith, it has to produce works or it's not true faith. Exactly. In my view, their understanding of James 2 is kind of a Trojan horse. Mm -hmm. It's used to bring into the gates of the free gift of everlasting life the idea that, no, no, you're not truly saved unless you have a lifetime of good works. And so as a result, they ultimately have James contradicting Jesus, right? contradicting his half-brother. So as we've said many times, though they say faith alone, they've got a different dictionary. We're not talking about really faith alone because it has to produce work, so it's not 
faith alone. Yeah, in my view, they do not believe in justification or regeneration by faith alone. They believe in justification by faith plus works, regeneration by faith plus works. And even though they give lip service and they will say, well, of course it's by faith alone, but then they'll say, but the faith that justifies or the faith that saves is never alone. Mm-hmm. What they've just said is it's not by faith alone. Exactly. It's a meaningless contradiction to say faith alone saves, but the faith that saves is not alone. It's like saying faith alone saves, faith alone doesn't save. Right. Lots of times theologians, they call it an antinomy, mm-hmm. something which appears to be contradictory but really isn't. Well, no, it's not an antinomy. It's a contradiction. That's right. It really is false. So this idea of final salvation, we should get away from it. I try not to use it. Right. And if I ever do use it, I say it's final the moment we believe. Amen. Yeah. Well, let's also talk about the subject of your master's thesis at Dallas Seminary, Lordship Salvation. What was the specific title of your thesis? Current Issues Concerning Lordship Salvation. That was supposed to narrow it down a little bit, and I still went way, way over as usual. It was a huge thesis. How large was your? Most of them were 40 to 60 pages. Yeah, it was about four times the normal size. And Craig Glickman, God bless him, you know, allowed me to do that. I guess he didn't mind reading so much. It was over 100 pages? Yeah. He said he liked my style. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Just a quick word here about our online seminary. It begins again in February for the spring semester. Classes are free if you maintain a 3.0 GPA. We offer an unaccredited MDiv degree. And this spring you'll find classes on Bibliology and Ecclesiology with Bob Wilkin, Second Semester of New Testament Greek, New Testament Survey, Old Testament Survey, Soteriology, and Logos Bible Software. To register and for more details, go to gesseminary.org. Now let's return to our topic of the day. What is Lordship Salvation? Give us a definition. Yeah, In a nutshell, it would say it's not enough just to believe in Jesus to give you eternal life. You've got to make him the Lord of your life in a subjective kind of sense. They wouldn't use the word subjective, but it would entail things like obeying him, yielding to his lordship. Repentance is usually involved. If you haven't repented, you haven't really believed. You've got to repent. Uh, bearing to fruit, turn... persevering, all these kind of things, it just doesn't stop. So you have to turn from your sins, mm-hmm. you have to yield or submit, you have to obey, you've got to do good works, right? Right. And you've got to persevere in all of this stuff. Sure. So when, according to Lordship Salvation, is a person born again? This is kind of where they're really unclear, don't you think? Uh, sure. And then there are a lot of people, of course, who believe the simple John 3.16 message, then they get introduced to some aspiring theologian that's a lordship guy, and he starts questioning his faith all of a sudden. Well, I don't know if, if I'm going to persevere. How could you know that? And furthermore, I do sin, but how much can I sin and for how long before I know? And Exactly. By the way, you wrote your thesis before John MacArthur released the gospel according to Jesus in 1988. Right. You know, I was so influenced, and it still remains to this day the best book that I've ever read outside of the Bible, The Gospel Under Siege. Yeah. And Zane's big point throughout that book is simply, if we make any of these lordship elements an issue in the gospel, then we rule out objective assurance of salvation. Right. It becomes subjective at the very best because it's based on something that I, the subject, have to do, some hoop that I have to jump through, you know. And so you're constantly chasing your tail as to whether you truly believed or not. And you pointed out that some of these lordship salvation preachers— 
before they became Lordship Salvation, actually believed in the free gift of everlasting life. And so they're born again, but they're preaching a false gospel. That's right. And you have other people, lots of them, who come from the Lordship Salvation tradition who at some point believed in the free gift. Now, not all of them, unfortunately. And of people who said under their ministry may or may not have ever gotten that it's a free gift. It's simply by faith apart from works. Very sad. Lordship salvation typically is thought of as Calvinist, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Most people would say, well, this is a Calvinist issue. But I argue there's two types of lordship salvation, Arminian lordship salvation, Calvinist, don't you think? Yeah, one time I took some Young Life kids to a Christian night at Six Flags, and there was a famous, famous Christian singer of the day, probably the most famous one of all was there. At the end, he gives an invitation, and basically the invitation boiled down to, if you don't walk this aisle, then you're not a true believer in Jesus Christ. You've got to walk this aisle. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And he was a big Arminian. Wow. Yeah, it definitely comes in all kinds of varieties. Right. So it's anybody who says it takes more than simply believing in Jesus, being persuaded of his promise of everlasting life. But instead, there has to be some commitment, some obedience, some perseverance. Yeah. John MacArthur argues that we shouldn't use the word believe. We should use the word commitment because in his mind, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Of course, Rodmacher answered him, but like Humpty Dumpty, you can't make words mean whatever you want them to mean. They have lexical established meanings. Exactly. All right. Well, let's talk about the subject of my master's thesis in 1982 at Dallas Seminary. I wrote on an exegetical evaluation of the Reformed doctrine of the perseverance of the saints. So what is the perseverance of the saints? Perseverance of the saints would say, in essence, that if you're a true believer, you will persevere in good works to the end of your life, or you weren't a true believer. A person could fall away theoretically, but only only for a while. Yeah, and they don't know how long that is, right? I had a teacher, and I actually loved this teacher. I went to Southwestern two different semesters, and this teacher said, the faith that fizzles before it finishes had a fatal flaw from the first. The f- Give me that again. The faith that fizzles. Before it finishes before it had a fin- fatal flaw from the first. And this guy was a nice guy. I hope he wasn't too lordship, but he obviously was hoodwinked on something. Well, yeah, in terms of perseverance of the saints, this is not just perseverance in good works, but it's also perseverance in faith. Right. They would say if a person falls away from the faith... They either lose everlasting life or prove they never had it in the first place. In the parable of the four soils, John Calvin famously said of the second soil that falls away during time of temptation, that that was, quote, temporal faith and therefore not saving. Yeah, Luke 8, 13. Of course, verse 12 says the seed that falls on the path or the wayside is the one who Satan snatches away the seed lest they should believe and be saved. But then Luke 8, 13 says, those who fell on the rocky ground are those who believe for a time and in time of temptation, they fall away. And so, yeah, Calvin called this temporary faith and his followers called it temporary faith. But the beautiful thing is we're born again the moment we believe. We're not born again by ongoing faith. Yeah, whoever believes is saved, and Jesus said as much in the first soil. Remember, the devil comes and he snatches that word or the gospel from their heart so that they can't believe and be saved. Those are Jesus' words. Yes, and by the way, I mentioned in my thesis that Calvinism does teach the preservation of the saints or eternal security. 
Some people have actually said that we should talk about the sixth point of Calvinism, T-U-L-I-P-P, the preservation of the saints and the perseverance of the saints, because what Calvinists teach is, if you're truly one who is preserved, you will persevere. Bob, I heard on the radio one of the leading Calvinists say, perseverance of the saints is the biblical doctrine, eternal security is a doctrine from the pits of hell. Maybe we want to talk about that next time. A Calvinist said that? Yes. He said eternal security is like what we believe, what they would call easy believism, etc. He said the biblical doctrine is perseverance of the saints. Let's talk about next time why that can't be the biblical doctrine. All right, we'll talk about that. Thanks so much. And remember, keep Keep grace grace in focus. We would love to know where you are when you are listening to us. Please take a short minute to send us the call letters of this station and the city where you are listening and how many times a week you listen. Thank you. You will be helping us with our stewardship. Send it to radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. We are so thankful for our financial partners who keep us on the air. Every gift is tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can give, go to faithalone.org. On our website, we have a church tracker. It's an easy-to-use map that will help you locate those other Free Grace churches that might be in your area. So come visit us at the website and take advantage of our free church tracker. It's at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On the next episode, is eternal security legit? Come join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.